joy to their work. Join Lunch for Your Soul the third Thursday of each month. For more information, visit their website, thebroadview.com. That's thebroadview.com. Gas prices are skyrocketing to over $3 per gallon and higher. Would you like to significantly increase your miles per gallon, extend your engine's life, and reduce toxic emissions? A revolutionary fuel enhancer used by the Chinese government, U.S. military forces, and many commercial truck fleets is now available to all of us. For information, call 1-877-919-5417. That's 1-877-919-5417. Visit each EthosFuelPower.com. Get your Ethos Fuel Enhancer now. You're invited to attend American Pacific University's Clinical Hypnotherapy Seminar August 11th through the 13th in Seattle for 40% off. Hypnosis is a scientifically verified and effective technique to help us change our lives. You'll learn how to guide yourself and others to lose weight, quit smoking, and be free of physical pain. Fascinating discussions, informative demonstrations, and interactive exercises will let you use hypnosis after only one weekend. Call 1-800-63-HYPNO or go to Ampat. Edu to learn more. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. This is Dr. Scott Lynch of Crown Hill Chiropractic, your center for maximized living. Listen for my maximized living tips on the Dr. Pat Show over the next 26 weeks. We will teach you value-driven health, showing how your core values and health paradigm determine your health potential and quality of life in the future. Visit us at 9776 Holman Road Northwest, Suite 109 in North Seattle, or on the web at www crownhillchiropractic.com or give us a call at 206-782-8800 more talk less rock come on that's a good thing alternative talk 1150 a.m okay you're listening to the dr pat show with me dr pat basili right here on my fave station fave and you know what i did not give out the phone number did not give it out. The offer still goes. First person that calls in and says, we will join you, Dr. Pat, on June 9th, even it's for if it's for 10 minutes, we will join you on June 9th to knit these wristbands for the people that will be in the Race for the Cure the week after. That's June. I think we're June 9th. I think they're June 17th. So the first person to call in, you will get the CD set by the amazing Scott Sulak. And uh, that is the Get Your Ship Together. I love that. 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527 or? 1-888-298-5569. Toll-free, 1-888-298-5569. And I'd love to talk to you. And if not, I will take the first email. So it's going to be like this duel between the first caller and the first email. The email is live, L-I-V-E, at the, T-H-E, Dr. D-R, Pat Show, dot com. Okay, one of you are getting it. And you're going to be joining me. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to let you sit right next to me as pray, in prayer support as I learn how to do something I have never done before. That's so generous of you. Hey, knit me a scarf if I can't show up. You're showing up, dude. Okay. You're being there. Don't even be talking like that because it's enough time. That I should you know. be able to. I was looking at my schedule here, though. You're there. So you're going to okay. be like, actually, if the first person can sit between, in between Benny and I. <laughs> yeah, you got to separate us. All right. Let's get to it. I'm going to tell you. Are you ready? Are you ready for this show? I've been waiting for this a long time. What can I say? What can I say about my Uncle Al? 
and my aunt Lee. I'll tell you what <laughs> I can say. That you haven't said already? Well, what I can say about them is that in grow as as a child growing up, uh, you know, you have different people that show up in your lives and you, you have different people that show up and are there for you and stand by you and stand by you when other people, as it would seem, are not there. You know, you turn around and you think, well, who's there for me? And you'll look and the room is empty. No, not for me. Looking in the room. And I remember this so clearly at my first viola concert as a, as a youngster looking out in the room, my uncle Al and my aunt Lee. And they have been the bedrock. They have been there for me 24-7 all of my life. And they are still there for me. So much wisdom, so much to share, so much love. And today, I hope you I hope you got a tissue because you're going to be drooling after this show. Let's bring on my Uncle Al and my Aunt Lee. Al and Lee Basili to the show. Hello, Pat. Hey, how are you? Good morning, how are you? And where's Aunt Lee? I'm right here. All right, that's good. Now, uh, let's. You're you're in Denver, right? No, we're up in Fort Collins. Fort Collins. I I get it all confused. You're in Fort Collins, and what I told everyone is that you have the best eggplant Parmesan recipe on the planet. And you know, you, only the Neapolitans of Italians could make it better than any other Italian people. Are you that? You, but that's who you are, right, Aunt Lee? What? You're, is that you? Yeah. Yeah, you but then, you know, Uncle Al is Toscano. Is that right? That's the better half. <laughs> <laughs> he supports that side. So, all right, let's talk about who taught you this recipe, Aunt Lee? My family. My mother's side. Okay. How you know so this came right from Italy, right? Right. Okay. So this is Going to take us from beginning to end, and Uncle 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 Al, you're going to chime in because it's really important that we talk about the ingredients, how important it is, how to go about this. All right, you tell us the first thing that people should know when they go out and they go get, uh, they have to pick out their eggplant. Well, I'll I will tell you because now he he goes shopping with me. That's a good thing. So now he learned how to shop and he learned how to cook. So he'll tell you just how he picks out the eggplant. All right, go ahead. How do you do this, Uncle Al? Okay, Pat, here we go. All right. And the eggplant, like I was told years ago by my wife, to buy the eggplants that are long and thin, not the ones that are chunky and chubby. Don't go to the fat ones. Don't go to the fat ones. Get the skinny they got ones. Seeds in them. All right. So you don't buy that at all. Now, the products that we use in making this eggplant parmesan pot is like oil. Now, the oil we use, we've been using it for 35, 40 years, is Bertoli Classical Olive Oil. That's the only kind we'll use. All right. And besides that, like we used, we found out lately, we use Hunt's tomato sauce, eight-ounce cans. We're not getting paid for these commercials, you know. <laughs> that's all right. I'm just giving them out anyway, but that's all, the, the two things that we use. Yeah, that's and really important. The process of it, uh, to, to make this one eggplant, it has to be like a pound to pound four ounces. Okay. That's what these, uh, these uh, measurements are for. Okay. So yeah, with the Hunts, you need three cans of Hunts tomato sauce. Okay. How big, are the, how big are the cans? They're eight-ounce cans, tomato sauce. Okay. And the mozzarella, the mozzarella cheese, you've got to get about a pound. That's where they come in packages of one pound or a half pound. We always buy the one pound. Right, because we don't want to be chintzy with that. No, 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 no. You're not going to be chintzy with it. No, no. And again, you, you have to have... You, you you get four eggs and open them in a bowl. Okay. 
And in the, in the four eggs, before you beat them, you put some grating cheese, some oregano, and ground basil, uh, uh, what do you condiments into it. Okay, now... Beat, beat them up well. Right. And the eggplant, you have to cut to one-eighth inch slices, one-eighth inch. Okay. Now, you get the frying pan, make the frying pan nice and warm, and then you start frying the... You've got to dip the eggplant into the, the egg beating that you just made. Okay. But don't put too much of this oregano basil because you'll, you'll, you'll be eating that instead of eggplant. Just a pinch of it on your fingertips. And you fry the eggplant. Okay, so now you, you, do you dip it in the egg? Do you dip it in anything else before you fry it? No, ma'am. Just the, just the egg mixture is what you got there. That's all you put. There's nothing else that goes with this eggplant parmesan the way we make it. Okay. So again, like I say, you fry the eggplant, but you don't deep, deep fry it, Pat. You don't... Uh, cook it in deep fry, just enough water to cook it nicely. Okay. And you got to remember, when you're frying this eggplant, you must not make the eggplant get brown like when you're frying it. It's got to remain like a little soft. Okay. Because, again, now you put that in a... After it's cooked, the eggplant slice is cooked, you put that in a sort of a casserole dish. dish that's, uh, you can put either in the microwave or on the stove to heat up. Because when you're through cooking all this eggplant, you want to give it a fast quick job of the heating of it. Okay. You'll you, you be, be very warm and be enjoyable. But again, you have to put these eggplants as you're cooking them in a frying pan on, in layers. Okay. So you get to the bottom of the pan, you have to put a, a light layer of tomato sauce before you put anything in the pan. And with that, each slice of uh, eggplant that you cook, you, you make about a four-layer flat piece. And on the four-layer, you start cutting your mozzarella very thin, very thin, and you could use it like, an, after you cut this mozzarella thin, you cut a couple of slices from that one, a couple of pieces from that one slice, like two or three strips to go on each piece of eggplant. So you put the mozzarella after the, on top of the eggplant after it's cooked. Then you get the hunched tomato sauce that you had in the kettle in a pot, just warm, not hot, just little, lukewarm. Okay. And you apply that sauce over the eggplant with the, with the mozzarella cheese on it. And then you... You have your grating cheese on the side. You, you pinch a little bit of grating cheese on each piece of eggplant. This is really important. This is what people don't do. Well, yeah. This is what you got to do. This is what you got to do because what we do is we do we, we make the eggplant. People throw it in a pan, and then they just like sprinkle in. But this is really important. Every piece of eggplant has to have its own uh, helping of sauce right. and cheese. Right. But again, like I say, and then you do that with each layer. With, with the eggplant, the size that I told you about, a pound, a pound, a quarter. And you put four slices on the bottom of the pan that's getting ready to go to eat afterwards. That there, you may, you, it'll come to about four or five layers high. But again, like when you fry the eggplant, you put the, the mozzarella cheese on it. Then you put a light layer of tomato sauce over it. And then a pinch of uh, grating cheese on top of it. Mm -hmm. They pat you keep frying your stuff and keep putting the fried eggplant on top of each other. In other words, you're building it up to about four or five layer eggplant. Right. Right. And again, you, the eggplant must not be brown. Mustn't be burnt. No, you don't burn it. And that's, that's a mistake a lot of people make. Now, what's different about this recipe is that, um, a lot of people when they make eggplant, <clears throat> make eggplant parmesan, what they do is they dip it in the egg, then they dip it in breadcrumbs and no, all of no, that. No, no, no. No, so no, we just no want to be, no, nope, 
No. Right on this. No, that's what? really good. That's really good for people that have a wheat allergy. So what I'm saying is that you don't get any of that wheat stuff in there. It's just egg and, and the oregano and the seasoning and the basil, and there you go. And the mozzarella cheese. Of course. And the Parmesan, right? Yes, yes. Again, again like what we use, like I said, we've always used it for our taste, for our flavor. Mm-hmm. And we've always used this Bertoli Classic olive oil. Yes. We love it the best. Yes. And Hunt's tomato sauce, again, is like the thing we've always tried to use. But again, it takes time. Like, I help. She's, she comes in. She's a cook, see? <laughs> but she comes in with the white high hat. And she tells me what the hell to do. <laughs> she's got me by the sink and she's got me, she's got me doing more of the work. She's got me on KP too. That's what she's doing. <laughs> so, Aunt Lee, how did he do in describing that? He's, do, he's doing very well. You see, when the two of us cooked out their eggplant, it goes faster than if one person do it. When one person do it, they have it. They have a lot of one thing to do after each other, and you have to keep I know. gas low on your eggplant, or other you'll be burning it. That's but right. If he helps, if somebody helps you, you don't have that trouble. Hey Pat, the best part of all this dinner eggplant parmesan, you do it slowly, you do it right, and you sit down to eat. Well, me, like being what I am, I like a, while I'm eating that, we always have some pepperoni in the house. That's right. The pepperoni stick, not the pepperoni loose. So I always take a chunk of pepperoni. And with the pepperoni and with eggplant parmesan, always a nice little glass of wine. Oh, and we're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. Because we're <laughs> going to talk a little bit about the wine, and you're going to share a little history of, you know, how our family... Uh, makes wine, or what we know about that, and, uh, and and then talk. Okay, so when you go and have a glass of wine with the eggplant, what kind of wine do you drink? As a rule, Pat, I look for Burgundy or Barberoni. Okay. Burgundy or Barberoni, a nice red thick wine, you know. Yeah, red thick to go with the eggplant. Exactly. Okay, here's the question I want to know, but uh, you can answer it when we come back from break. My biggest problem was when you make the eggplant, how you don't eat it, Right after you make it, it never makes it from the frying pan into the baking pan because you make it and everybody's tasting it. No, no, me and Lee never do that. Oh, see, this is good. You're really disciplined. Hold on a minute. Let's take a short break. For those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm here with my Uncle Al and my Aunt Lee, and we're just sharing a family recipe. We're going to talk a little bit more about the region where this comes from, and right from Italy, and we're, we're sharing this eggplant parmesan recipe with you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. When love is when boy meets girl, here's what they say. When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's amore. The search is over. The Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by, is your connection to tens of thousands of people waiting to hear your empowering message, waiting to choose your product or service. Dr. Pat's goal is to connect you with the people that want high-quality products and services created with love for humanity and the earth. Products and services like yours. Be the business that joins the buzz. The Dr. Pat Show Buzz. The buzz of talk radio to thrive by. Connect with people that value conscious living and mindful thinking. Living life full out. Have your business be identified with this powerful and inspiring show. Join the buzz. Be the buzz. 
Let the Dr. Pat Show talk radio to thrive by. Be the conduit to those who would benefit most from your services. To sponsor the Dr. Pat Show, call Dr. Pat at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Let our success be your success. Occasional digestion got you down? After meals, do you feel bloated, heavy, tummy hurt? Does occasional heartburn and indigestion or a just plain tired feeling take the energy out of your day? Vital digestive enzymes are needed to properly digest food and E12 provides them all. Customers often report a dramatic life improvement. Visit DigestEasy.com. That's DigestEasy.com. And discover E12 food enzymes, the digestive secret thousands have benefited from. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Brenda Michaels. And Rob Spears here. We're the hosts of Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Join us weekdays, 7 to 8 a.m., right here on 1150 a.m. Seattle's Alternative Talk, where we will bring you more talk from the heart, more choices, and more information on issues that matter most to you from a conscious point of view. If you're ready for refreshing insights, straight talk, and empowering information, then tune in to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Hi, this is Mark Victor Hansen, and you know me for the chicken soup for the soul, but right now I want to tell you that you've got to listen to my friend, Dr. Pat. If you want insights that are out of sight, if you want to go to the next level in your life, you keep listening to this show, because she is so kind and generous, and she even lets me recommend my website, markvictorhansen.com, and if you go there, we want to give you goodies. But Pat is giving you the goodies of a bigger, better mind-brain complex so you can get results that have results that are residual, so you get to have money freedom, time freedom, spiritual freedom, relationship freedom, and go to the highest level, which she's teaching you, which is your genius freedom. For the people, by the people. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. When the stars make you drool Just like a pastefazul at Samore When you dance down the street with a cloud All right, you guys, are you singing? Yeah! <laughs> All right, welcome back. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show right here on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And let me just make a brief announcement, uh, two announcements. One is that we're going to go over the recipe again. We did get a caller that uh, said they wanted us to give it again. And what I want to let you know is we're also going to be putting this recipe up on the website next week. We are going to launch the Dr. Pat Show website right on the front page with the famous Basili eggplant parmesan recipe. Right on. That's right. <laughs> you know, compliments of uh, uh, my Aunt Lee and my Uncle Al. Okay, c- let's go through the recipe really uh, briefly one more time for folks. Okay. The eggplant has got to be, like I told you, long and uh, narrow, not the fat ones, because the fat has got too much cheese. Right. So you cut them about an eighth of an inch thick slices. That's key. And four eggs beaded on the side with your seasoning in it of oregano and uh, basil, but ground stuff. And grated cheese in the and, cheese. And grated cheese also goes into the red bottle, too. Good grated cheese, though, right? Yes. Parmesan, it's got to be good grated Parmesan cheese. cheese. It can't be some grated cheese been sitting in a plastic container for a year. No, no, no. We buy the package of the cheese. We grate it ourselves and so forth. There you go. But again, you have to fry it, but not burn them. And you have to make layer upon layer. The casserole that you're going to put the eggplant into 
The bottom layer has to have a light coating of tomato sauce. And then you can make four, four pieces of sliced uh, eggplant in this one uh, serving casserole. That's right. And you've got to put, uh, to begin with, a piece of mozzarella cheese on it. Now, you don't have to put cover the whole eggplant with mozzarella cheese, Pat. Because it melts. Uh, just a few pieces on it. Right. And then you cover you cover that with tomato sauce, the hunt tomato sauce, and then you sprinkle, again, the Parmesan cheese on it. Now, the more stuff you put on it, if you put a lot of cheese on it, you're going to be thirsty as heck for that wine to come later. <laughs> so right. you got to be careful on that. But again, right. you have to use, like we've always used all our lives as classical olive oil, and we found hunt tomato products with dust. But again, the eggs have to, the eggplant has to be dipped into the batter, mm-hmm. right into the pan, but again, not browned. It must not become out brown and stiff. Okay. And then you put layer by layer into the saucepan with a layer of tomato sauce on it. There's a fresh mozzarella with a tomato sauce on it, and a sprinkle with the Parmesan cheese. Whatever stuff you have left over after you got the all the food cooking, you may have some egg left over, you may have some cheese left over. Whatever. You make an omelet out of that. And you put it right on top of and the... you put it on top of your whole eggplant thing. makes a nice flat cover for it. But uh, that's what we do it, and nothing, nothing is going to thrown away. Nothing. We use the whole thing, whatever we use uh, to make this here batter. But again, you have to put, use uh, four eggs in our sauce, and uh, four eggs you have to use. That's okay. what we do. That's right. So okay. Again, with the, the seasoning, the oregano, the basil, and the parmesan mixed into it. That's your batter. That's really your batter. And each piece of the fries, like I told you, after it's got the mozzarella and the tomato sauce on it, you must put another little bit of Parmesan cheese, but a little bit bad on each piece. Right. So, again, that's all of it. Again, when you get through cooking it all, the whole piece of that time, when you get through cooking it all, is you can put it in the casserole to heat again. In, yeah, okay. Just so the cheese melts good inside of it. Okay. But the microwave is better than the top of the stove because the microwave cooks through it. Right. Whereas the stove cooks just in the center of it. Okay. And you could always pop it right in the oven. Oh, yeah, sure you could. Yeah, anytime, sure. Yeah, yeah. pop it. You could, because after you layer it, then you got to pop it in the oven. Yes, you could pop it. After you put everything together, right. you could put it in the oven, but don't let it overcook that you're gonna, the bottom is going to stick to the pan. Right. Well, how? what do you set that on, 325? Well, I'm, that's about right, Pat. Yeah. Okay. All right. And you just want to heat it up, make sure you get it warm and get it all bubbly, get it all melting. All right. So then, you know, you want to make sure, as uh, as you said, Uncle Al, that you have the glass of wine, of course. Oh, yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit. Uh, you know, Aunt Lee, you mentioned uh, this is a family recipe. It comes from your family. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the region and then Uncle Al, a little bit about winemaking because you know a little bit of something about this. Yes. So, Aunt Lee, where did where did the recipe come from? The, the Neapolitan people. And where is that located in, in, in Italy? In Italy, it's in, in Naples. Okay. Near Naples. And that's where your family's from. And then, you know, Uncle Al, uh, we're from what, Toscano? Tuscany. Tuscany. So uh, I don't know how you two ever got hooked up, but uh, somehow you got together. Well, anyway, Pat Lee's family, like they're, they're, they're Neapolitans. They're ne- and the Neapolitans I found from my experience of life, a Pat. If you see a restaurant that's got Neapolitan cooking, go in there. By far, I think they are the best cooks of the Italian this of the Italian country. I yeah. think they are the best cooks. It's that's pretty why I good. married my wife. It's really, it's really pretty good. <laughs> it's really pretty good. Okay, so you know, uh, you were telling me a little bit about uh, wine, how you would make the wine. 
Well, years ago, Pat, when I was a kid, about 11, 12 years old, we, we always made homemade wine. Now, a box of grapes at that time weighed about 28 to 32 pounds. And this is all necessary because the Italian people at that time, they went to see the weight of the box and how much they paid for it. I think a box at that time cost 2 or 250 a box. But the Italian people, again, they had these big markets where we lived. And the, the, these Italian people that my father and the rest of the Italian district where we were, they used to sample one or two grapes from every different box mm. to make sure they were juicy enough and tasty enough and so forth. And I think it took a 20-some-odd boxes to make a barrel of wine. Wow. Now, when we come raise the wine pot, we have these barrels that we stand them upright because you have to put the grinding machine on top of the upright barrel. And it's like an organ grinder. You put your whole box of grapes into it, and you turn the crank to, to mash the, the, the grape. And what remains in it is the promise of the grape, that the seed and the skin and so forth. Well, that skin and seed, you don't throw it away. You've got, you got a, a press, a wine press on the side of that, where it's, uh, you put the seed and the, the grape skin into the seed of the, the press. And you, that, you don't do it right away. You, maybe it takes about five or six boxes of that bones to go in there. And, it, and then you, you turn the lever on that press, and, and then the wine comes out of the remains of the, the seeds and the grape skin, which is called grappa, G-R-A-P-P-A. And that's a, one of the, the, the drink comes out beautiful, very tasty, but it's a little stronger. Uh-huh. But as far as the wine is concerned, in the barrel, once the juice goes in there, you know, of course, you live ferment in there for a few days. And all the Italian people at that time, Pat, just thought they were Cooper Smiths, you thought they were. <laughs> because they had tight the rims on them barrels. They didn't want to see a drop of water on it outside of that barrel. <laughs> but then we had the wine cellars back home where we lived in East Holland there. We had the wine cellars. Each, we had a 20-family house. And each one of us had a place in the cellar where we had like a baby, a 6 by 8 uh, cubby hole. And that's where we had the, the wines laid out on 2x4s on, on or 4x4s. And we kept them in there for... For a long, long time. And once in a great while, when Pop didn't feel like drinking too much, we used to have a smaller barrel, maybe a five or ten gallon wooden barrel, and we used to let, he used to let that age for a year or two. A pot was delicious. And oh, yeah. We had wine with our supper every night. That was our drink at that time. And all the Italian kids in the area at that time, when they come out on the street to play a pot, I swear, all their faces was nice and red and ruby, ruby I'm telling you. <laughs> The, the parents, the mothers never had to drink milk or feed the baby. All mothers had to do was drink a glass of wine. The best feed the baby, that baby went right to sleep. <laughs> That's right. So again, you know, it was, was really good living. And the, the grappa that comes out of the squeezing of the base pack was a very nice drink. I forget how much they sell it for in the stores, you know. Oh, wow. But again, like I say, the, the, the audience had the people at that time, they thought they were all Cooper Smith. Because them barrels were being, them rooms were being tightened down there. The, the trucks used to come. We used to buy, I think, 30, 30 or 40 boxes a year, maybe made a barrel, two barrels a year we used to make of wine. Wow. Well, you know... That's our nightly supper with the drinking of wine. And you're still doing it. And I really, you know, thank you. I want to thank you guys both for coming on the air. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, we'll make sure we get the website up and the uh, the recipe for the famous Basili. Uh, uh, do we, at least, do we call it the Basili or not? Yeah. All right. I have to check. Of course you do. Let's try, yeah. 
right. You mean, uh, you mean that dish that we make the, of the Parmesan? Yeah, well, that's it. We're going to call it Basili's eggplant. She better call it. Otherwise, she had she had half of she come in. She <laughs> half she goes out. <laughs> okay, Pat. Well, thank you both. And, uh, of luck. Thank you, and I can't wait to bring you back on in another show because uh, you could then talk to us about the health care issues. I will definitely. You McDermott, right? Jim McDermott. All right, you say hello to Hillary for me. I will. Thank you, Pat. All right, thank you both. Um, my uh, uncle Al uh, writes Hillary Clinton regularly, and they have—I think they're having a relationship. Actually, like a little pen pal thing. I'm, they really uh, I'm are. Hoping. Uh, with the wow, that was great. Thank you so much. Hey, look, the offer is still out there. I'm going to really keep this offer out there. The first person that lets us know that they're going to join me on June, June 9th at Village Yarn and Tea, we've got a couple of prizes for you, and uh, you can do that on any show as we move forward. You're going to hear me talk about it over and over again. But we want to make sure we know how many of you are going to come in case we have to actually knock out the walls at <laughs> the Village Yarn and Tea. And don't forget to shop hop this weekend, villageyarnandtea.com. Uh, for more information, go to my website on all of our sponsors, on all of the people that contribute, www.thedrpatshow.com. Tomorrow, Stephanie Durham is in the house. Back in the house, sacred contracts, chatting about a lot of different things and uh, really letting you connect with her to tap into your life's future. This is the Dr. Pat Show. Loving you each and every moment. Thank you for supporting the show. We'll see you here tomorrow. Make yourselves a great day. Thank you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150 and every Tuesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. Views expressed on the preceding program are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 KKNW, Seattle. CNN Radio, I'm Harry Beadle. It's legal. That's what General Michael Hayden's told Senate Intelligence about the NSA monitoring of terrorist phone calls and emails.